As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right, and we're live. What's up, what's up, what's up? Y'all already know it's your girl, Ash. Y'all know I'm the creator of Black Girl Interrupted. And welcome to another episode of That Girl Interrupted. As y'all can see, I have I never could get my hands right when it comes to doing this. So you see, I got my boy Dex from Breaking the Stigma. And then I got my girl, Lachelle, who is the CEO of Resume Chick. And she's straight out of New Orleans, y'all. So let me go. There you go. Now I finally maybe could possibly get the fingers together. All right, Dex, introduce yourself. They want to know who you are. Tell them about what you do. And, and you, you know how it goes. Be your introduction. I, I guess I'll introduce myself. I ain't that friendly of a person. I mean, whatever. I'm, uh, I'm one of the three co-hosts of Breaking the Stigma podcast. Catch us every Monday, 8 p.m. Eastern. You know, YouTube, Facebook, Twitch, Spotify, all them platforms. We, we everywhere. Don't don't ask. We we did it. But I'm just a I'm a black man, obviously, Marine Corps veteran. I've seen some things. I've done some things. Uh, I at one point in my life I was actually studying to be a therapist, and then I realized that I ain't trying to help other people with their problems every day. Maybe once or twice a week, but every day, y'all people make me mad. Y'all y'all motherfuckers just dumb. And I don't feel like trying to do all that because, uh, hmm, what's that? That saying, y'all don't pay me enough for this. No, nah, y'all ain't paying me enough for that. Because, uh, as, as I say on my show all the time, therapy is not easy, it is not painless, it is very painful. You have to rip the scabs off, and I don't need you looking at me like you ready to fight me because I told you what you needed to hear about yourself, not what you wanted to hear. So, be careful what you ask for. I'm the person to bring it to you. Right. And down at the... Hey, everybody. 
I'm Michelle of Resume Chick LLC. I am a licensed career coach, a resume writer. I do interview prep sessions, branding, models, jingles, anything dealing with writing and proofing and editing. I'm your girl. Um, you can find me at resumechickllc.org. On Instagram, I'm underscore resume chick LLC. And on Facebook, I'm resume chick LLC. Word. Hey, and I'm Word. so happy, Word. so happy to have these two beautiful people with me tonight. Y'all already know how I start the show. True. Before I get started, y'all already do. I do y'all know I do my mental health check-in. So y'all drop in the comments. Let me know how you feeling today. Today, all I know all day today is Tuesday. How you been feeling? How was the weekend for you? You know, oh, there go our boy. That's my that's my brother, yo. That's my brother. That's my brother, yo. Yeah. Um, good to see you. Good to see you. Thank you for tuning in with us tonight. So, yes, y'all drop in the comments. Let me know how y'all are feeling. So, while we're waiting on the comments to roll in, people are still tuning in. Miss Lachelle, how you feeling today? Have matter of fact, how was your weekend? My weekend was nice. It was really, really nice. Um, today I'm feeling a little woosa. Um, even though it's Tuesday, um, I'm like doing some new things on the nine to five and it's pretty intense. So tonight is one of those nights that I probably probably may need a a glass of wine or something after the show. <laughs> Girl, you can get a glass of wine while you own the show. See, I, I should have. Let me tell you. Let me tell you. So, Ezra says, he says, I'm great as usual. Negativity can't stick to me. Let That's it right. bounce and slide off me. Yes. Yes, honey. That's what we have to do. You know, he plays it, baby. I mean, if if at any moment you need to go get you a glass of wine, go get a glass of wine. Like I say, on Black Girl Interrupted, what you see with us is what you get. Nobody puts on a facade. Nobody does any of that. You know, we, we chill. We, we talk about uncomfortable things. And it's a safe place. There's no bullying, no, no none of that. Because I will block you in a moment, and they know that. So don't come on here with your rah-rah, y'all. Y'all know how I get down on Black Girl Interrupted. So Dex, I know I was just with you yesterday on his podcast. Like I say, Dex hosts a podcast on Monday nights called Breaking the Stigma. I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, And I had to bring him on because of what we're going to be discussing tonight. You know, as I stated, y'all know June, I'm celebrating black men. So every topic is going to be in regards to black men. So that's what's up. I have to, you know, um, last month I did it on mothers. I celebrated black mothers. I talked about everything in regards to mothers. You know, we talked about miscarriage, adoption, abortion, pregnancy, stillbirth. Those are things in regards to mothers that we as black women, we do not discuss. You know, we rank 43% higher than white women when it comes to uh, maternal um, immortality. So black women are higher number higher risk to die while giving birth and those are conversations again that we don't talk about so y'all already know black girl interrupted is about having uncomfortable conversations 
unpacking those suitcases and being able to heal to move forward in just a beautiful direction. No, I'm not a therapist, but every story that I share on here, y'all know is personal and is my personal stories. So Miss Lachelle, that is Black Girl Interrupted. These are my personal stories. These are things that I've experienced in life or people that are around me that have experienced these things. And I came here to share their stories and mine too. This is my therapy session. You know, being a person Indeed. that suffers from yeah. depression and anxiety, this yeah. is my safe space. So when I can't talk to my therapist, you know, I get one session a week. I come on here and, and, and this is how I unpack my suitcases. This is how I'm able to keep going. So before we even jump into tonight's topic, of course, y'all know I'm talking to black men. So Dex, let me ask you about you being the, the lone black man on the panel tonight. How are you feeling today? How was your weekend? Let me ask you that. And happy belated birthday again. Don't you start that. Don't, 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 you, don't you start that mess. Don't, don't, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't get beat. <laughs> my, my birthday is a day that is after the first week of the month in June. So, you know, bills are still going to be due, you know, things of that nature. So it's just another day. Y'all can celebrate all that later. I share a birthday with Mick Foley, uh, Alan Iverson, Prince, uh, and a few oh. others. So you can celebrate them. Leave me the hell out of it. Nope. Unless you're trying to monetarily bless me, then I hey, I'm cool with that. Cause you know, bills <laughs> and shit. They come every 28 days like little stalkers. I mean, shit. <laughs> but honestly, my mental I'm 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 doing pretty good. You know, I got to I got the guide one through high school. She finished up uh right after Memorial Day. Um and I get to do it again next year. She'll be a senior. And uh, yeah, at this moment, I'm tired and just getting into a no normal routine. Uh, I, I got a nice support system, you know, Matt and Dre. I, I can talk to them about things that I don't necessarily feel like talking to Kim about. Even though I can talk to her about anything. It's just that, you know, with the fellas, I can talk to them and get another fella's point of view before I be like, you know, let me talk to the missus and she'll tell me her side. And then I'll just be like, you know, maybe I i don't know if I was right or wrong. She she didn't feel it, but maybe somebody else understands why I tried to do that first. So, uh, you know, I have that. But other than that, I, I have a lot of escapes and I have a lot of things that people might think are odd that are like little triggers for me to keep myself grounded. Like if, if you notice, I always have at least a glove on. I usually have something like a rubber band or something because I've been through combat. I, I've, I've seen a lot of things and it, it's something I can pull on or I could pull a rubber band and let it go when I'm in a, in a room that I'm not comfortable in because if there's more than five people in a room, I'm starting to count bodies and I'm counting exits because right. and my, my mind automatically goes to, all right, if one thing go wrong, how many do I got to take down to get out this door? Cause I'm going home. And, and you know, what you just said right there, Dex, was so, um, it was much needed, you know, because you know the triggers and you know what you could do to try to help calm that. So, Miss Lachelle, let me ask you, when you get overwhelmed, when you are, anxiety is at a thousand, 
what do you do like what what is soothing for you like what's soothing for me it's a walk especially if you know the time allows if it's during the day you know that walk really does it for me i mean literally if i'm sad depressed anxious worried that's been my go-to really for a couple of years now when i went through some things um with losing my mom i discovered then i'm like okay well let me take a walk and it really it helps and during the pandemic it's it's, it's been like a <laughs> a savior <laughs> right yeah. right yeah um i am i'm not a, a a writer you know how some you know how therapists say write down how you feel yeah mm -hmm. it's not easy for me to write i can talk to you like what we're doing now this yeah. is what is easy for me to do because when my anxiety is at a thousand it, it's like my brain is all it's like a scrambled egg and it's like i have so much to say to you at one time so i can't write I, I have to call you and say hey dex this is what's going on today i'm this 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 or lachelle i woke up today and and today was just it, it seemed dark today for me versus me trying to text you and say this 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 i mean i'm is i can tell you i'm good or i'm okay but if you say well tell you know tell me about it then at that point i have to call you yeah. and i was a rubber like you know um pillowcases um shirts you know whenever i felt anxious and i got nervous that was you know that's my thing so y'all keep dropping in the comments let us know how you feeling tonight but we're gonna go ahead and we are gonna jump into tonight's topic hence you see the green banners hence you see i got my guy dex from breaking the stigma Hence, you see, I got my girl, Lachelle, who is a licensed coach. So this is what we're talking about tonight, ladies and gentlemen. Black men and mental illness. The soul of the black man. When you hear that, and Miss Lachelle, I'm going to ask you first. When you hear that, not the, not the title, but the soul of the black man, what comes to mind? When you, when you hear that, when me just saying that, you seeing the title, what comes to mind? I'm going to be totally honest. What comes to mind for me is like the, the beauty in oddity, like a, a king that's so different. You know what I'm saying? That sometimes or maybe even all the time, the majority of the time, he's not even recognized for his prestige. He's underrated. I feel he's undefeated. I feel he's the chosen one. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks. We're okay. describing you, Black man. We've just described you. You're, un you're unapologetic. You're a king. You're underappreciated. You're undervalued. Yeah. How does that make you feel to hear that from your sisters? Because I know y'all don't hear it enough. 
I know you don't. Hearing it, you know, it, I, I, it's appreciate. You know, it's appreciated. We, it, it, you know, grateful hearing it. But when you talk about the title of the show, the the topic, what do I hear and feel inside when we bring it up? The black man has, you know, you know, code switching is something we do. So I'm gonna break it down in those terms. Come on, because it's it's a multi layered thing. The black man is truly unheard, regardless of what anybody wants to say or do. They're they're unheard because what they really want to say, they don't know how to say because when the, the way we were raised, we were raised not to speak. So when you really got something to say, you don't know how to say it because you were raised not to communicate. So when we do try to communicate, we end up either lashing out or acting out. So I also see tears of a clown because I do that. I used to rock the tears of a clown all day. I make other people laugh all day. But if you looked into my eyes and you seen the darkness that resides, they'd have my ass committed. And the other is, you know, you know, I do believe, you know, black men are kings and black women are queens. I also believe that when you talk about the black man as heavy as the head that wears the crown. Because that burden is not something that people truly think know what they what they're talking about. People love the 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 you know take parts of our culture and claim it or 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 modify it to fit their needs, but they don't want to actually have to go through what I got to go through as a black man in this country. Because if we treated y'all like y'all treated us for four hundred some odd years. This motherfucking country wouldn't exist. You've been on burnt that bitch to the ground in two years. Because remember, you you did you you, you went on a rampage against uh, England over some goddamn taxes, and you burned all you threw all the tea in the goddamn river. But you know, you wonder where we got it from. Y'all told us. You told us. Y'all told us violence was the way. Oh, I, I don't know. Where, where do we get it from? Because in the African culture, in the African countries. Yes, we took slaves, but a slave wasn't the same thing as a slave in America. A slave was a captured war chief that was still respected. He was not sold off. He was not beat. He was not abused. He was still respected. He was still treated pretty much like royalty. So, again, where we get it from, motherfucker? Hmm. Oh, did you think just because I joke all the time on my show, I push buttons and make funny noises that I don't know what the fuck I'm doing? See, y'all, yeah, they don't want these goddamn problems. They don't want these motherfucking <laughs> problems. Because the, the evil Marine is waking up, and I got to remember that I'm still a dad, and I, I'm always on dad duty, and, you know, I don't want to risk my dogs. Because, you know, if I start if I start barking, my kids are going to come downstairs making sure I ain't, I ain't blowing the head gasket or gave myself a heart attack. Because, you know, I do that enough with these clowns right back here. Idiots. Yeah, we, but, we we see the shirt. Yeah, they don't know football. I don't know why the shirt said Falcons no football. They ain't known football in years. We hired Thomas Dimitrov <laughs> as a GM a couple years ago. <laughs> but y'all got Sean Payton as a head coach, so you know we about even because that motherfucker can't coach. He coaches himself out of victories, but you know that's you know I have to watch Falcons games because my fiance is a Saints fan, so I watch y'all stuff. And I don't never, I don't never make fun. I'll never complain. I'll never pick at her. But she hates Sean Payton as much as I hate Thomas Dimitrov. That motherfucker. I don't know how y'all do it. 
I don't know how y'all do. I don't know how you do. These last few uh, years. Nah, I don't know. Michelle, what you think? These last few years. Yeah, Sean Payton had he he hadn't been. Mm. I'm still. Yeah. Them, them them playoff losses is on him. If he would have stopped trying to showboat, he, he wanna run up the score instead of just hey, you 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 already ahead. Kick the goddamn field goal, let your defense breathe on him, and you got the win. Nah, I wanna be I wanna be fancy. Let's go for it. Oh, look, Drew got sacked. Ooh, Drew threw a pick because his arm ain't got strength in it no more. I'm gonna complain to the refs. What about the rest of the time y'all had after that play? That's coaching. That's coaching, son. I played high school. That's coaching. I was in the military. That's leadership. That's coaching. That's all on you. You didn't. You didn't teach your team to. Oh, y'all ran to adversity. What do we do after? Get your ass up and play. Nah, we gonna quit and bitch. Y'all are much better than what y'all what y'all what y'all records say because you got a funky ass head coach. But that's another topic. Didn't know I could be unbiased in that motherfucker, huh? Did you? You ain't know that shit, <laughs> did you? Yeah. yeah I, got, I, can, I got layers to this shit now. There's layers to this shit. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Y'all know I love Sean Payton. Y'all know I love my Saints. Yes, they run my blood pressure up every season. But, uh, yeah. Woo. Yeah. They send my anxiety to 30,000 every game. Shit. Every it, ain't game. Like, it ain't like having being a Falcons fan and having a defense game that can't hold water in the fucking ocean. Yeah, I'm talking about y'all bitch asses. What? <laughs> Goddamn hoes. Give a shit. So what were we talking about? The soul of a black man? That that's that's one of the things I have to do. I have to either make myself laugh or get into one of my things that bring me comfort. That's gaming and sports. And thanks to Dre, I've been watching fucking cooking videos on YouTube and shit. Punk ass. His fat ass always hungry. Uh uh I'm I'm always watching tech videos, you know, upgrading computers or building them or repairing them or something. And lately it's landscaping things, because when I buy my own house, I'm a uh, I, I got I got plans, so yeah, yeah, grown man shit, right? 
point. Absolutely. So bringing that conversation away from football because you know you know we i'm that black girl interrupted is definitely gonna do oh we can do that cool. all day but yeah let's get back on let's get back on topic because you know i, I so did kind of derail us in my my bad so tonight again we are talking about black men and mental illness and i want to go into the soul of the black man so as i jump into that i have a video that i want to play and then we're going to roll into the first question of the night Depression is the leading cause of disability in the world. Listen, I know we talked about it on the phone, and I know um, that you said you didn't really want to show your face or like reveal your identity as you're still going through what you're going through, and I respect that. But I'm glad you gave me the time and day to, to even sit down and talk to me about it. So listen, with that being said, I want to make this as comfortable as possible for you. So instead of me just like asking you a bunch of questions, I just wanted like, Let's just have a full-length conversation. Man, I know I said this for my packs, for my story, but I still want this to be like a conversation we having, and I want you to feel at ease and at home and to let you know that it's a community out there for you. So I think the biggest question we could just, like I said, the question we're going to start with, we could just jump in, let, I'm going to let you flow, is what is depression like for you, especially being a black person? This is very tough to to deal with and the reason I didn't want to be shown or have my voice because I'm still learning how to come out of the shadows with it. And but I realized that I need to do I need it for my health. For my health, for me to help others, the people that love me, um this world as a whole, my black culture to, to continue to be a voice for the voiceless along with others to step out of the shadows and, and do this. So, you know, for me, um it's important, that, but some days are hard, man. Some days I don't want to talk, move, breathe. There's suicidal thoughts. I, I'm angry. I'm a, like, some days are really, really hard um, to deal with. Particular, Phil, what is it like being a black man who's depressed? Mental health is not such a big deal in the African-American community. We're taught, you know, that there's nothing wrong with you. You're crying out for attention. You're just sad. You know, you just, you, there's nothing wrong with you. I started to see people die around me. I started to see, you know, celebrities come out and talk about it. I started to see the effects of, you know, having childhood trauma or going through a traumatic experience or PTSD or having depressing moves that you haven't had the ability to talk about with anyone. So that it leads to clinical depression. The science is clear. Early adversity dramatically affects health across a lifetime. As a black community, we're still trying to learn how to have these tools in order to better it. So for me, man, it just was like, I'm not going to suffer any more silence. I don't like feeling like this. I'm going to change the way I look at things. And also, I'm going to change others for the better. So you do know that's what we do. We hide behind a mask, a facade, 
because we're afraid. What did that video mean to you, Dex? I ain't like it. I don't like it for a few reasons. Talk to me. Tell me why. Well, for one, it goes back to why breaking the stigma was started. Breaking the stigma started because we knew that men needed a safe space for mental health. You know, to be able to 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 learn and to to vent and to grow and to to take this journey together. We started breaking the stigma the day after Kobe Bryant died. Seeing grown men in the street cry. Or a man that they are not tied to by blood or, or even by uh, friendship or camaraderie. It, it, it warmed my heart and it pissed me off all at the same time. The reason being is, is because in the black community, I'm gonna be real with you, and I'm I'm gonna attack I'm gonna attack us. We don't give a shit about each other, our health, our mental, or anything until somebody famous die. Let's take the most recent one. Nobody gave a shit about DMX and what was going on with him until his ass committed suicide by by way of drugs. Oh, don't talk ill on that. Shut the fuck up. Okay, because you didn't care either. You didn't give a shit. Because if you gave a shit. Him, his death, and many others could have been prevented because somebody could have got some help. But, and I'm getting ready to come at your greasy mama, your greasy grandmama, your greasy granddaddy, and all them motherfuckers. Them motherfuckers taught you, oh, you're just supposed to suck it up. You ain't supposed to cry. You ain't supposed to, you ain't supposed to do nothing. You, never, no. That's weakness. No. Being weak is, is trying to do everything by your goddamn self. Trying to hold it all in until your ass erupt like a goddamn volcano. And then you don't know why you erupting like a volcano. You don't understand why crumbs on the floor now look like a goddamn mountain to you. And it's like, why in the hell is something so small pissing me the fuck off? Because there's nothing left inside of you. You have no more space left. And you don't know how to actually fully process what's going on because you were taught at a young age to... You're just crying out for attention. You're just acting out. But are you acting out? You might be asking you know for that? help and you're being told that you full of shit. And you know, because I want you to continue. I want you to finish. That's what they say. That's what they're saying about Kwame Brown, that he's crazy. Shit, Kwame more in tune than anybody else right now. Kwame ain't got no problem calling a spade a spade. He don't call out all them motherfuckers. And he been right about all of them. Because last time I checked, Kwame lives in Kwame's body and Kwame led Kwame's life. But that the reason I mentioned that is because of what you just said when you said people kept telling you to suck it up. And mm -hmm. then finally, when you erupt like a volcano, mm -hmm. now all of a sudden, you know, and that's... Oh, uh, now all of a sudden you a problem child. But see, the thing is, is and I'm, I'm and let's take it to Kwame real quick. Y'all talk shit about this man for 20 goddamn years in the media, and this motherfucker ain't said a motherfucking word until he got tired. And now that he don't went back at y'all asses, he don't 
goddamn motherfucking cheeks, you don't know what to do. You forget he lived his life. Y'all was on the outside. He was on the inside. He got receipts. Y'all don't like it. Now you bitching. But see, the thing about receipts is that's that thing called evidence. Mm-hmm. You know, the bur- you know the, 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 the burden of proof is on the state. Kwame Brown was the state. He got the proof. Now, now, now you being anti and trying to dispute actual factual federal facts. Fuck's wrong with y'all? What kind of weirdo shit is this? So, sis, what did you think about the video? I'm enlightened in a sense because growing up and even in this same time, you don't see many videos like that with black males, let alone black people, even discussing mental health or mental awareness or treatment or anything. Um, As we've all agreed upon, um, and I know just in my family and being a, a black woman, you know, you're too sensitive or she's crazy or, you know, she wants attention or she's, you know, it's just kind of like girl bad, but we have a long way to go, but talking about it, spreading awareness can only normalize. And I'm like a believer um, in like any type of creative measures to just kind of spread the word, you know, especially in the communities where we know it's just not popular, you know. It's camera. It does whatever it wants to do, but I'm still here. But anyway, <laughs> uh, it does. I've noticed that whenever we start talking about real live topics, then technology just starts to act crazy because when See, there it goes again. Turn it off and turn it back on. <laughs> you know what? Let me turn my. There we go. There we go. Now better. I stepped on the cord. <laughs> See, that's what I'm talking about. Let me turn my head this way. That's all good. Turn. I'm telling you, it always does this to me every time. Let me turn my body the other way. Let me let me get away from it. So we have a couple of comments that ruled. Okay, I may just have to be. You know, I just I, y'all may just have to hear my voice. They may not be able to see my face, but you can still hear me talking. Oh, uh, I don't know why. It's, there you go. Come on now, it's tripping because we talk about real live things, and you know, people don't like to have real live conversations. That's okay. I'm just going to stay in the dark. That's all right. It's never done this before. Hold up. Let me move this this way. But anyway, as, as I'm trying to get my life together over here, um, when I first watched the video, I said, that is so me. 
because I hide behind a mask when it comes to talking about how I feel. You know, I tell people I'm okay, I'm good, but deep down, like Dex said, tears of a clown. Mm-hmm. I focus on making everybody else happy, pouring into everybody else, and I've forgotten mm-hmm. about me. So when yeah. I watch the video, I say, you know what, it's time for me to remove this mask. That's what yeah. it's time for. Yeah. Um, and that's what launched Black Girl Interrupted last year. I launched in October. And I had a breakdown. So much was going on. Hmm. And I'm going to tell you what sent me over the edge. I lost my bank card. And the doctor asked for the payment because I had to get some paperwork filled out. And I broke down and started crying in the doctor's office. I was like, yeah, I'm going live tonight. I'm I'm the voice for somebody that's afraid to speak. Yeah. And here's Black Girl Interrupted. Yeah. Uh, so we're gonna jump into the to this question. Oops, let me go back. Oh. So my girl Christina. Hey girl, good to see you. Good to see you. Good to see you. Tap in with my girl. She is the creator and CEO of Women of Empowerment Inc. Woe Inc. W-O-E-I-N-C. You can find her on Instagram. I've done a couple of episodes with her. Hopefully in July, I could bring her on my show. Ma'am, I'm talking to you, Christina. Because <laughs> I have some amazing topics for July. Hey, Willie. Hey, my baby. Good to see you, my sugar plum. <laughs> All right. So... Why is mental health such a taboo subject for the black man? I'm going to start with you, Miss Lachelle. Why do you think... You know what? I'll start and then Miss Lachelle and then you, Dex. So why do I think mental health is such a taboo subject for the black man? Why is it a taboo subject for the black community? Period. But, you know, like Dex was saying, because men were taught that they were supposed to be strong. You were supposed to show no emotions. Nothing was supposed to bother you. You were supposed to be this big, tough guy. You were supposed to be able to take on anything that comes your way. So when you have these black men break down, it's like, oh, you a bitch. You're weak. You, you know. And these were the things that we as black mothers would tell our son. We told our black sons, not just black dads or black grandfathers or, or black grandmas, but we as black mothers used to tell our sons that you better not cry. You cry, I'm going to give you something to cry about. Men don't mm-hmm. cry. Suck that up. Get up. That don't hurt. So now here we are left to deal with these emotionally detached men yeah. who the moment they try to display some type of emotion we as black women, we shut them down. Yeah. We rake them across hot coals. We drag them for the fifth hill. That's what we do. We do not allow the black man to express the way that he feels. Why? He's human. 
He's just a, a different gender. He's supposed to feel pain. He's supposed to feel angry. He's supposed to feel hurt. But we don't allow black men to do that. So this is why when black men say, you know what? I feel like I'm going crazy. I feel like I'm losing my mind. This is why. This is absolutely why. Because we didn't allow you, Dex, as a black man, to display your emotions. We told you not to. You're weak if you do that. I can't. You're let not you a man just, if you do I that. I can't let you just attack the mothers, though. I can't. Because. But I don't. You know, I don't pass just the moms. But especially just black dads and and black and black grandfathers and great grandfathers and uncles and cousins. Yeah. Oh, he weak. I'll beat the bitch out of him. Your own, your own flesh and blood, your own father figures taking you in the backyard and punching you in the fucking chest because they you feel like you weak. You feel, they feel like you weak, so I'm going to have to toughen you up by abusing you. That ain't, that's not toughening the child up. That's abusing. But I'm not just bashing the black moms. No, you know. You know, I, I talk about the dads, too. And I said, you know, not just the dads, but the moms too, mm -hmm. and the grandmothers. Mm -hmm. We did that. It's the black community as a whole, right? Hell, you go to school. If you weak, if they think you weak. Oh, you 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 made a mistake. You show some emotion. Now you're getting picked on for however many years of school you got left. Because especially black people, we'll never let shit die. Shit should have died ten seconds after after the fad started. We brought that bitch up twenty years later, like it's still hot. Miss Lachelle? Yeah. I think um, because it's been such an unrealistic standard um, and other ethnicities have always, and we've seen it on TV and heard about it, you know, they're seeking mental health. You know, they see a therapist when their parents. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Divorce, or, you know, when they have a loss or something like that. And honestly... 
growing up for me, I mean, it used to just kind of be like, what really is it? Why would you go to the doctor, you know, to tell people your problems? And I mean, I hear, especially a lot of black males, I wouldn't dare go to a counselor and tell them my business, but it's really therapy and it's a form of treatment. Um, I think it's just the history repeating itself as Zix was saying, you know, the grandfathers are, you know, uncles and stuff like that, because that's what we were taught. And it was, it, it was a lack of um, knowledge, education, maybe resources, you know, insurance can play a part of it. But again, you still have resources in your community. So I think the more we talk about it though, just, you know, the domino effect. So, mm. I'm trying to get to the whole comment. Because we have a comment. Let me go to it. Part, part of another reason why mental health has a stigma in the Black community is because health as a whole yeah. has a stigma in the Black community. And Ooh. it's, and, and a lot of it is because We've been grown up being told that, you know, the doctors and the nurses and everybody got it out for us because we black. And yes, there there's a lot of evidence that does prove those things. But at the same time, even when changes are made, we hold on to shit like like it's goddamn super glued to our hands. It's like, OK, we've seen the changes being made in the system, but now nah, they, they still doing the same stuff. How do you know? Yeah. Right. How do you it's know? It's definitely trust issues, but like you said, you have to get over that. Cause, cause, cause I know, cause the way I was taught, the way I was raised, and 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 then and then my 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 silly ass Marine Corps side, I could break my fucking leg right now, and I, I'll go outside, put some goddamn dirt on it, take some Motrin and some water, and tell y'all motherfuckers leave me alone. That motherfucker heal in a week. <laughs> so as real says, because I definitely want to read this. You can't see the whole comment, but I, I will, I'm going to read you the whole comment. So he says, sorry, hey, this is lengthy, but you don't have to read it, but I'm going to share LOL. He says, I have a story myself. I had to hold everything in when I was young. One day I was probably 18 or 19. And I was with friends all having a good time and something triggered me. And I told them to take me to my dad's house. I didn't live there at the time. I'm about to destroy everything. They knew that wasn't in my personality and they laughed it off. They laughed it all off. They dropped me off and one friend lived down the street. He heard everything and called the others to let them hear it. I busted every window in the house, aimed for expensive stuff. I could see to break. He said, and busted all the windows in every car out as he had multiple. Eventually I went back and admitted to him it was me and that I paid for it as that was way out of character for me. From that day, I have actually created personas as that is why that is my way of dealing. I've always been naturally scatterbrained and this is and this yep. fracturing of personas allows every part of me to be healthily expressed. Yep. No, I am not schizophrenic. I do not have DID. It is a way that has worked and continues to work for me. It's also why I can't smoke weed. Smoking turns off my ability to be scatterbrained and effectively cuts off my access to the natural multiple thoughts I have and like to have. 
but I am thankful for my scattered brain self because I believe it's what gave me the ability to give every side of me a voice in a safe and healthy way. He said, as crazy as it may sound, LOL. Sorry, I know it's kind of lengthy. Bobby, so he you, Bobby a, you ain't you. You don't have multiple personalities. You just an android. We've had this conversation before. You just need to recharge your battery sometimes. That's all. And there's my sis. Hey, Kalila, thank you for tuning in with us tonight. And so Astro <laughs> has another comment. He says, oh my God, "Damn brother, that boy is something else." Yeah. He said, "But Dex can attest to my ability to shut out negativity." From me playing Smite, a game with yeah. a very nice community, simply because I enjoyed it and it was something I wanted to master, amongst other things. Yeah, that's him. That's him. That's so that, that, that's definitely him in a nutshell. Right. So Miss Christina says men are conditioned yeah. to hold back their feelings, especially black men, yeah. because expressing your feelings is portrayed as feminine. We have to change that with our children. Mm -hmm. I absolutely agree. You know, I was I was that mother that I didn't allow my son to express his feelings. You know, if, if you go back to my earlier episodes, I talk about that. You know, um, and I, I, I'm ashamed of it but I, I take accountability for that because yeah. now my son he's 20 years old now and what he does when he's angry he likes to punch and kick holes in the wall that's the way he expresses his anger and I you know and I've had to sit down and have a conversation with him and I you know we've got to find other ways for you to channel your energy yeah we have to find other ways but I'm the cause of that I'm, I, I won't say I'm 100% but I'm about 50 of it. And his dad plays the other 50%. And that's one thing, you know, and, and that's what I, when I go back to my comment that I said earlier, Dex, not to bash black women, but we have to hold ourselves accountable now. Yeah. Instead of, or the dad did this, the dad or the uncles or the grandfather, moms did it too. Yeah. So we mm -hmm. have to rearrange that narrative. You know, it's time for us mothers to take accountability for the way our children are. Not 100%, but 50%. Yeah. So, you know, that's that's why I feel like mental health is such a taboo subject for the black man. And, and you know, and like you say, Dex, not just for the black man, but the whole black community, because we were told whatever goes on in this house, it stays in this house. Mm -hmm. Or you were told mm -hmm. to go get a Bible. Go read this scripture. Oh, ain't nothing wrong with you. Go read. Just pray it away. It, God's, God's going to heal it for you. And I'm not saying God doesn't work. But sometimes you need that outlet. You need that unbiased person to sit down and talk to and say, hey, I'm feeling real fucked up today. Uh, I'm going a, I'm to a, I'm a inter interject real quick. Go ahead. As a man with PTSD, depression, depression, schizoaffective disorder, anxiety, and a few other things, one of the worst things you can tell somebody going through something at one time is pray it away. My mama, my grandmama, my grandfather, you know, they church, they're big in church. My my actual father and my actual 
great grandfather were pastors of churches. If I'm going through something, do not tell me to pray it away. That is one of the quickest ways to get your ass excommunicated from me. Because I know the back the Bible backwards and forwards because I had to know it. Right. So I'm going through all this. So tell me in the Bible where your God is okay with his child going through all this stuff that he can't control. Because this is the same book that says uh, any unclean woman should be stoned. The same one that says you should be killed for eating any impure thing that ain't what fish and bread. Oh, come on. I can keep doing this all day. You know, this is the same book. Well, no, no. He got jealous. The, the same God that got jealous and flooded the earth because he felt like it. But he took two of every animal and put them on a boat. You know, carnivorous animals that didn't decide to kill each other off. Whereas science has already proved to us to where you can't do that. You put all two of anything together and you got some beasts in there, them, them non-beasts ain't going to survive. They're going to become a snack. Right. I can play this game with you all day and all night. Or, or would you like to, or, or would you like to have this conversation about how the image of Jesus is not the actual, is not what Jesus actually looks like because a uh, hair like wool, skin of bronze is a black man. Hello, somebody. Come on, keep playing with me. That white man that you see is not actually Jesus. That is Ed, the uh, the original painter's son. And they took it and fashioned it as Jesus. Look it up. I ain't got time. I ain't got time to teach you. You can teach yourself. That's what research is for. We ain't gonna talk about how in the Bible it said it says that the actual angel, the actual image of an angel scared them. That's why every time that they showed up, they had to say, Fear not, I am not here to harm you. The actual image of angels and the actual image of demons have been swapped to make the Bible better palatable because the Bible is a book to control. Or would you like to talk about all those wars that will fall in the in the name of what? Oh, I'm sorry, Christianity? Hmm. What was the KKK started for? White power and Christianity, huh? Oh, you... Mm. Just tisk. You underestimated me, black man. You underestimated this black man. You didn't want to play that game with me. Carry on. And that's one of the... That goes to... How I opened June was why the white man fears the black man. They fear educated black men, men that they, know. They fear, they fear our education because they know once we actually understand and get the truth on, on everything that they have no control over us. And as me and Dre say all the time, the black men, the white people started hating us when we stopped working for free. Ezra says, you already know I could go on for my POV too, but we'll be here all night. <laughs> LOL. Yeah, bro, 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 you know, we, you, but you, mm, you can't put us both in the same place together. Where do you think I get my wisdom from? <laughs> it ain't me. <laughs> oh, man. So, Miss Lachelle, I'm going to go right here to this next question. But before I do that, I don't know if y'all remember Khalif Browder. 
Go on and educate him. The young man. God damn it, man. Khalif Browder was 16, 17 when he was arrested. Mm-hmm. Or allegedly still in a backpack in New York. Because he was unable to post a thousand dollar bail. I think it was a thousand dollars. He sat in Rikers Island for three years. Two of which he spent in solitary confinement. When I tell y'all about mental illness, all they wanted to do was load him down with pills. He eventually hung himself two years after he got out of prison. Mm-hmm. Two years. Mm-hmm. So I found this picture, y'all. Look at this. So Khalif Browder, let me move this banner out the way so you can see the bottom. So Khalif Browder, because this plays a a major role in the mental health of the black men is the justice system. Khalid Browder was alleged to have stolen a backpack at 16 years old. Three years. Because he couldn't afford bail. And they kept pushing and pushing and pushing his court date back. Kept pushing it back. They wanted wanted him to admit. If he admitted that he had done it, they would let him go home. (laughs) The beatings that this young man endured by not only the inmates, but the guards. I just wanted to remember Khalif Browder today. I wanted to remember him. This is Khalif Browder. I wanted to remember him today. I wanted to let the world know that he didn't die in vain. But this is the face of mental health. You have Kid Cudi. Another face of mental health. I thought that was so fitting, you know, for tonight's topic is to mention Khalif Browder, Kid Cudi. I can't remember the young man's name. He was on Rizzoli and Isles. I don't know if you remember his name. He suffered from bipolar disorder, who eventually committed suicide. Y'all don't realize how mental illness is so real and how the suicide rate is increasing amongst African-American boys and men. These are conversations we have to continue to have. Yeah. The show is not over by no means. 
but I just wanted to recognize Khalid. I just I wanted to highlight Khalif Browder for a moment. As a mother of a black man, the mother of two black girls, one of whom is currently in therapy because she became a cutter. Conversation doesn't end. We have to break the stigma. Yeah. We have to break the stigma. We have to continue to educate ourselves. I know this is not one of the questions, y'all, but I I, I just want to ask this. Mm-hmm. Do y'all think the reason people, black people, are now starting to talk about mental illness is because it's it's a cool thing to do because now they're seeing celebrities do it? Yes and no. Miss Michelle, yeah. what do you think? <sighs> I think yes and no, but the biggest reason of yes is because, you know, it's so much that has happened within, you know, the past two years, like increasingly. I don't know if it's because of social media, you know, we're finally like really, really (laughs) seeing it like beyond the U.S., you know, people are tuning in on it or whatever. But um, I think it's more prevalent you know we're, we're seeing it just a lot more and then you know you have those um trying to think on borders you know just because they're doing it will you know that too but yeah next uh it's yes and no it's yes because you know People are seeing the results of what therapy can do. Yeah. But it's also no, because it's not they're doing it because they see celebrities doing it. It's because they've tried everything else and there's nothing else left to try. Mm-hmm. Nothing else, nothing else worked. So they gave up and said, all right, I'm going to do this because I was suicidal before I tried six times i failed obviously uh and i didn't feel like becoming a drug addict i became a a a walking talking billboard for a functioning alcoholic i and and so much so to where dre and matt had to stage an intervention i i tried to smoke my kneecaps off a couple times that didn't work yeah, I tried to Whitney Houston. I tried. I, I swear I tried. I tried. So, but when all this fell and I get and, and I just gave up and said, you know what? I'm tired of feeling like this. And before I would get fully suicidal, right before I would try, I get homicidal in nature. I see everyone and I'm like, hmm. They all they gotta do is breathe wrong. And I'm gonna make sure that's the last thing they do. And that because was your break. Uh, uh-huh. Because after after a while, it was just like uh, you go through it so for so long, you you start to learn your triggers, but you also become more and more paranoid. 
As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. And, and in the same sense of the word, you don't learn all your triggers. You still, you can go through something to this day and think you know every one of your triggers and then a new one will pop up. Mm-hmm. Right. Because it happened to me a couple of weeks ago. Me and Kim, Kim was making something and the smell of what she made triggered me and it was just like i don't mean to why the fuck i'm mad but i'm furious Ooh. i wow. i there there are certain video games that i used to d- be dominant at that i don't even turn on anymore because certain sounds certain things bring back memories and it's just like i can't do this no more if i do this again i'm gonna this 1700 uh oled tv is about to have a hole in it and hey <laughs> i worked my ass off to get my tv so i gotta make a pimp decision like cat williams said do i want to do this or do i want to do that right and then and then i got blessed with the greatest thing that I, I could ever be blessed with is with the gift of fatherhood and that's when everything else ceased to matter it was like okay I'm now making decisions uh, based on what's going to keep me around long enough to see my kids get to a point to where they don't need me anymore, to where the life lessons and the things that I have instilled with them, they're ready to fend because they'll never be truly ready to be on their own, but they have enough in them to where when life throws them something, they have learned enough how to evolve and adapt and keep going yeah so until that until that moment hits my black ass will be here by hook or by crook my black ass will be here so so as real says as usual i think it's a generational (laughs) thing he said but i could go a lot deeper into it to make it short and quick i feel like the baby boomer generation was me 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 as a whole and our generation is coming into realizing how wrong they were. They, it, it is absolutely true. Yeah. And because I had this conversation last night on breaking the stigma about cancel culture, right. it was my, it was my, uh, my, my closing, uh, uh, you know, Your benediction, honey. yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's how I closed the show because it was all me, me, me. 
oh well we did that it's all right no just because you did it don't mean it was goddamn all right right so now you got a generation that don't know right from wrong and now the the the, the generation below us has us who's starting to realize you know what some of the shit that we had to endure and that we saw wasn't right we're gonna hold some people accountable hold change some things to make it better Oh, y'all canceling everything. That's bitch made. No, that's called being accountable. So the people who are going to grow up behind us have a chance to goddamn succeed. Ooh. You said that a word that some people what, don't like. What accountability? There you go. There you go. Yeah. Until y'all learn like how that. to grow up, until y'all learn how to grow up and be adults, this is grown up conversation. So either you get up to speed or go sit at the kitty table like this is Thanksgiving at the family reunion. Oh, oh. Miss Lachelle, did you hear that? I hear it. And I feel it with that accountability. Some people, and I've had to come to terms with being accountable. Um, and it's so weird because I just had a conversation with a family member the other day. And it was all like, you, you, you. And I was just like, oh my, where's your accountability? You know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You but, point but one finger at me, but what about them four point back at you? Yeah, and I'm like, yeah. Yeah. Look, mm. there you go. Look, I'm pointing at you, mm. but I got one, two, three, four. Mm. If I want to mm. get technical, I eight now. Mm. Huh. So you better you better sweep around your dough before you come over here trying to put some shit on mine. Yeah. Ooh. Oh, oh my. Cause uh I, I keep telling y'all, I, I still am and always will be a Marine Corps veteran. You come up in my house talking shit. Don't be surprised if you have a hard time walking about this motherfucker. And that was uncomfortable. Okay. But in order to get comfortable, y'all know we have to we gotta get, get uncomfortable first. Comfortable. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I led Marines for a good portion of my time in the Marine Corps. My way of my way of leadership is is I gotta break you down to build you up. And that includes what your previous CO or your previous sergeant taught you. Because half the time they taught you the shortcut way. Now, I'm going to break it down to your Barney style. We're going to break it all the way back down to the screws, and we're going to build the foundation up to where when I'm gone, your ass can survive. Because I've put i put squad mates in the dirt. I've had to call families and tell them that their son and daughter will not be coming home. So what you learned, forget it. This is a business now, and I'm going to teach you how I want things done so your ass can make it up out of here. So when you go back in the civilian world, they won't even know your ass was in the military until you open your goddamn mouth and you tell them or you show them your resume. So. I want to know. Yep. Okay, <laughs> yeah, I know, the, I, know, I know the Hawks are mental health challenges. Hmm? First off, hmm. can we say the lack of resources. Yeah. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Uh, lack of resources. Yes. Without a shadow of a doubt. Yes. Um, black communities across the country 
do not get what we need to actually make it, but we still yeah. find out find a way to rub rubbing rub wooden nickels together and make miracles. Don't ask us how, we just do it. Uh, last I time I checked, it was called Black Girl Magic, but goddamn it, it happens. I think we've all learned how to turn a dollar into 15 what 15 okay. cents into a dollar. Because I'll take my home, for example. I'm in Phoenix now. That, that's where I live. Okay. But okay. I'm from Atlanta, Georgia. If I take your ass up, up Cumberland, if I take you up into Sandy Springs, there's at least six hospitals. Yeah. Yeah. Within spitting distance. Yeah. But if Roswell I take your ass too. But if I take your ass up off Campbellton Road, where I used to live, where's the nearest hospital? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. It's by the airport. And it ain't even a full airport. It ain't even a full hospital. It's a health clinic. Yeah. And that's what I was about to say. Then the quality, mm -hmm. you know, in the different areas or whatever. And I didn't mean to cut you mm -hmm. off. I didn't mean oh, to cut you off. Yeah. But I just remember, like, growing up, um, the health centers and health clinics in the area, you didn't even really want to go because they had a reputation of mm -hmm. being in the hood. You mm -hmm. know, the nurses and the doctors kind of treated you like a piece mm -hmm. of paper or a stat. And you didn't want to go because you, you weren't treated like a person. Right. Right. You, you raised it. Right. But you I tell home. you, but I tell you yeah. what the black community does have or does get in their communities. Besides excessive liquor stores and pawn shops, oh, how how many how many plasma donation centers did uh, you see? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh. I'm gonna trick these black people into giving us some health stuff, and we'll just pay them a little bit of money while they damn near killing themselves, not knowing that if you donate plasma too many times in a week, your ass can actually drop dead because you only got so much blood in your body. Oh, did I tell you my fiance is in uh, is a dialysis technician? I know these things. You can challenge me if you want to. And I didn't know. Woo. I didn't. Come on, sis. Yeah. yeah. I because sis, I, I, when when you donate plasma, they literally put you on a machine. It pulls the blood out of you, centrifuges it, and then puts it back in you. But. When that blood is out of you, your whole body is cold as ice. Right. Mm. I have literally gone and donated plasma before with a friend, and that motherfucker crashed in the chair. They had to revive his ass because the pool, the strength of the pool was too strong. Wow. It, it put his heart into a little bit of a shock, and he was like, wait, whoa, whoa, what happened? Oh, yeah, they, they yeah, yeah, you, you almost got stretched about a hedgy, you know, that's all. It ain't nothing to it. You almost oh, got to the gate. Yeah, you, I mean, you almost went to the upper room. You you but almost you know, had a seat at the last supper. Yeah, you know. I mean, I don't think you want to go because you know, uh, amongst us there will be a traitor within our midst. But you know, we ain't, we ain't gonna talk about that right there. You know what I'm saying? But you know, there there's that, and then there's the fact to where when you're doing these things, just like with dialysis, at any time, you that could be your last moment. Because those machines, at any time, if they lose power, then what? Yeah. If the if the water system of that building is not correct, if it's not up to code, 
Now they're pumping tainted. Now they're putting tainted things in your body. Then what? You went to go donate plasma. You came back and you trying to figure out why you got all these infections. It happened. It happened. It happened in Devita, uh, Baker Ferry Road, Atlanta, Georgia. It happened until my fiance got there and went toe to toe with the at the time supervisor until she made made them make the changes. Patients were dying in them chairs because the water system of that building had mold in it. So y'all can't tell me. You can't tell me because I don't seen it. I seen it with my own eyes. I helped clean it with my own hands. I know what's there. Wow. They'll kill us off because that's just less for them to have to pay. I'm a veteran. I know how this works. If you alive, so going, I got to pay you. If you ain't here, I ain't got to pay you shit no more. So going back to the question, why do black men face greater mental health challenges? Because we told we're supposed to be tough. We are told by our, our, our by our upbringing, you you're just supposed to suck it up and keep it moving. The system is already, and I ain't gonna say it's rigged. It's working just the way it's supposed to. It's there to elevate a certain a, a certain uh, community, and I ain't gonna say a certain race. It's just a certain community. It's it's there to elevate the one percent and just the one percent. And because we're not in the 1% and unless we hit the lottery or we buy a sports franchise, we never will be the 1%. We're going to be a target. We, all, we were born with a target on our back. Our melanin is not something we can turn off. So we will always have a target on our back because one of my brothers, y'all seen, you've seen Matt. Matt is white, but Matt, Matt has a target on his back because to them, he's a race trader. He's a nigga lover. Exactly. But because we can't turn this off, I'm born with a tar target on my back. So from birth, I'm taught I have to be tough because this right. is a blessing and a curse. So our parents, with all their utmost, utmost wisdom, did everything they could to make us tough so we'd be able to survive in the world, not knowing that they were also hindering us and, and handcuffing us and almost killing us. But, you know, hey, they tried. So now my mental health it's not something I ever even consider yeah. or if I do consider it, my mind immediately goes, and I, that's bitch made. Keep moving. Keep moving. Keep moving. Keep moving. I got, I got things I got to do. There's bills to pay. There's this to do. There's that to do. It's my job to provide. Let me get my ass up. No, I know. I'm not dead. Let me get my ass up and go provide because that's what I'm taught I'm supposed to do. That's why mental health is a great challenge for a black man because that's what we're told we're supposed to do. Get the fuck up, keep the motherfucking moving. If you do not so get your ass up and keep it moving, somebody will replace you. Yeah. You want to piggyback on that, sis? Mm, sure. Um, I also think like feeling like you're letting you know, your family, your, your siblings or whoever down, um, being ashamed, disappointed. It's just like, it's really an unreal standard actually. And I, I just can't believe it's gone on for this long, but um, I just, it's, I, I, it's unreal, <laughs> it's mind boggling. Cause I, I'm with you 
in regards to that because we've just downplayed and downgraded men's feelings and emotions. And that's men and women, you know. Um, again, black men. Let let's 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 look at media for a moment, and how black men are portrayed in the media. Y'all are portrayed as all black men are are, are deadbeat dads, drug dealers. They're never gonna amount to anything. <clears throat> you know, black men are told they're not enough. You know. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They're inferior. Mm -hmm. So this well, my favorite word, thug. Oh, you know, you're, oh, a yeah. thug. you're a thug. You're a drug dealer, and you can't have nice things unless you are selling drugs, and that the only thing black men could do is be rappers and athletes. Yeah. Why? Because this is what this is the category and the stereotype that they placed on black men that this is all black men can do. Black men, the only way to get out of the hood is you got to play a sport, whether it's football mm -hmm. or basketball. But I'm so happy and I'm so excited now that I'm seeing more black doctors. I'm seeing more black firemen. I'm seeing more black police officers. I'm seeing more black business or black men that own businesses other than just T-shirts. You know, they're getting into logistics. And, you know, when, when it comes to, you know, logistics, that was a white person thing. You get what I'm saying? Black people didn't know anything about logistics. So I'm I'm glad to see more black men becoming business owners. Other than, and, and don't get me wrong, I'm not knocking being a rapper, an athlete, but right. this is all mm -hmm. they put on TV. Is that the only way you can make it is you gotta be this, you gotta be that. You know. So as Rose says, um, we're taught in the household to deal with it. We are not taught how to work through it or past it. And he says, therefore we carry everything and keeping it attached to us and weighing us down as opposed to working through it, past it and leaving it there where it belongs. Facts. Y'all are taught, you know, like Dex just said, black men are taught to suck it up. It doesn't bother you. Oh no, it doesn't hurt. You're not supposed to be angry. You're not supposed to be sad. But again, you know, you black men are told that y'all are never going to be enough, that you'll never amount to anything, that you're going to be in one or two places, dead or in jail. And when you're told that, and then that's what you see in the media, you black men start to believe that. Yeah. And in your household, you know, daddy leaves or daddy dies or daddy goes to jail. That takes a toll because now you now you're like, well, damn, I don't have a positive male role model. So now you look to the people in the streets. Another problem that black men have mental health wise that no one ever really brings up, and I'm gonna tie it all together, is how, especially the black house is raised or, or run, because for so long. You know, dad gets the, the big piece of chicken. Whatever dad says goes, or he's the final say when in all actuality, it should be, this is a team. Right. It, it is, it is an even 
uh, is an even effort between the leaders of the home. But because all of our lives we have been taught that, you know, the black man is supposed to be the, the, the final say. They don't know what to do. So that 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 in turn tells them in the back of their head, it's my job to lead. So I got to get the hell up. I got to keep doing things. I got to keep going. And then that that fosters two other problems. One, you don't listen to your body when your body tells you to, you need to sit. And two, you don't know how to be told no. Which is another mental health condition that you need to holler at because being told no can turn you into a, a rage machine. Yep. You're absolutely right about that. So I got another video. Y'all are going to really love this video. I love it so much because it is in regards to the black men and one of the one of the ways um and, and I really love this guy. He, he's 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 a sweet he's a sweetheart. I follow everything that he does. He's so amazing. So as humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. This is for you, Dex. This is um, absolutely what, for you. What I do now? <laughs> Mental health in the black community has been a problem for decades. A lot of that plays into the stigma about mental health and the reason why people are not going to get the help that's necessary. Barbershops are a safe place for young men of color. Barbers are our only people in our lives that we're allowed to get close proximity with us with a razor. We realize that barbers become our friends. And that's really important because I can use that same space to work with barbers to talk about our mental health. My name is Lorenzo Lewis, and I am the founder and CEO of The Confess Project. The Confess Project is a national grassroots movement that is geared around building a dialogue of mental health for young men of color. I had a lot of problems as a young person. My mother was incarcerated when I was born into this world and losing my dad at the age of 10, I didn't know how to deal with it. 
I would go to this beauty salon every day after school and there was a barber there and I never forget, you know, a lot of the nurturing care that I got from him really empowered me to want to do better, really wanted to empower me to do good in school. I realized that I'm not the only one struggling. Suicide is the third leading cause of death for young men of color between the ages of 18 and 24. And a lot of this plays into communities where there are a lot of violence and toxic masculinity. So the barbershop was a perfect place to start the Confess Project. I walk into a barbershop and, 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 and ask them if I can have a moment of their time. And then that moment turns into an educational session. Thank you all for being here today. I think the most important part of why I really came here today is to really so that I can exhibit to you all how we can break through our pain and how that part of that being our purpose. Our goal is to not train barbers to be mental health experts, but to train them to be mental health advocates. We're training them with the skills of active listening, communication, validation, to not be judgmental, to be sensitive with language so that their clients can be able to open up and possibly go and get some help and treatment that may be necessary. I've always been feeling in a depressed state and um, I never knew why, I, know, I still don't know why. To be completely honest, it was the first time I've ever heard a black man talk about his struggles with mental health or his emotions with feeling like he's low, feeling like he's in that hole that he can't get out of. And that's a feeling that I felt before growing up. It's a feeling that I felt often. And it's a feeling that I was feeling in that time that I came to hear it. I thought it was very powerful seeing black men coming together, hugging and sharing that valuable moment together. And you could see it in their eyes and in their emotion. <laughs> Since starting the Confess Project, we have now expanded to nine U.S. cities across the southern and midwest region. It's really important to keep that momentum going. We realize that we still have a lot of work to do, and it's one of those things where we have to create leaders and build a generation of leaders so that they can be sustained and also go out and help many more community members that we may not reach. What I specifically love about my job is that I get to work with that side of me that I wasn't able to get that same help with and help young men of color to really thrive and to really become the best version of who they are. business stuff. Oh boy. I'll navigate that water in a minute. Uh, okay. But yeah. So, so Bobbers are the uh Bobber Bobbers are literally one of the only people that black men trust. And when I tell you they trust them, they trust them without restriction and they do it uh, they do it naturally and don't even realize they do it because uh, I, I watched Color Purple growing up. Ain't nobody coming around my neck with no damn razor. What the hell's wrong with y'all? I, I, I cut my, I cut my own. Sh look, look, look. I, I don't know who the hell you think did. Yet. So what did you think? It's a good initiative. I, hopefully, it takes off and and does great things. But you know. He, he spoke the truth. I mean, you got to start somewhere. And 
why not the barbershop? That, that's one of the pe first people that you, you are taught when you're at a young age. This is someone it's okay to trust. I mean, have you been in the barbershop? We talk about every goddamn thing. We talk, we talk about everything. We talk about everything. Don't even realize we're talking about it. You start off talking sports. Then you're talking shit to each other. And then you're talking about your family and, and, and how your week was. And Oh, look, that's a therapy session. You didn't even realize it. Look at that. Yeah. But I think and for some women, it's their hairdresser or it might be the lady who do a dozen nails. If if they're black, if you like me and you grew up with a, a military parent, they, they was a Korean lady. But my mama knew Korean, so she was able to actually make friends with them. And, you know, weird shit. But, you know, hey, it is what it is. So. Yeah, I absolutely agree. With his movement, his mission, you know, like he said, you know, his mother was incarcerated at a young age, lost his father. He didn't know how to deal with it. Mm. And like he said, I'm not. I want them to be the advocates. To encourage. Black men. To talk about their mental Ill their mental issues. To no, to no longer be afraid and to also let black men know I know what you're going through I understand you know I, I can actually say I know what you're going through instead of you know saying well I empathize with you because I don't know now you can deal with someone that's relatable that knows what it's like to have these dark moments to get into this dark hole that you're fighting to get out of. Yep. Man. So I love the movement. You ain't lie. I love it. I love it. And I like how you made that um, comparison, like getting out of the hole. I can oh, totally feel that um, piece of it because we all go through things. And I know earlier Dick's text on, touched on like, just being broken down until you can really just build your way back up. And I think being human, being an adult, we can relate to that. And um, I think it's a great movement. Have you been through anything like that, sis? Girl, yes. I've been in places where I just never, ever imagined light you know it just seems like it was always something weighing me down whether it be work kids finances friends family relationships right. um and it takes a while for you to find your beat <laughs> but yeah definitely absolutely what was one of the ways that you learned how to cope other than just walking when you, when you were in your dark place what did you do or what got let me ask you this what got you to your dark place you don't have to tell the whole story but you know yeah. what got you like what was what was the thing that you were just like i'm in this hole now I, it's like yeah. you see the light but it's like it's like, is it ever gonna, you know, you, 
Right. When am I gonna? Why am I? I would say a very um, dominant factor would be dysfunctional family. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And not to say it was all bad, but you, you know, once something starts and trends, you know, generation to generation, um, definitely, whew, that dysfunctional family piece. And it plays a role in everything that you do. You know, you have relationships and friendships <laughs> because that's all you knew over there. So that's what you're going to do over here. <laughs> so, so um, no, go, go ahead. ahead, go ahead. Yeah, so I found peace in generally, literally getting my ish together. Like we talked about accountability earlier or whatever. When you know your heart and when you know it's nothing but love and all genuine, you can rest better, you can do better, and you can be better. And I've taken um, counseling sections sessions in the past, as well as my immediate family together so that we could. Um... As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Overcome barriers and learn how to deal with certain things because your family does not go away. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. And therapy really helps the sessions or whatever. Mm -hmm. It's a game changer. It really is. Can we normalize? And, and I see this all the time. Can we normalize not dealing with toxic family members? Uh, I mean, we should. But come on, black folk. Yeah, yeah. yeah hey, bl the black fam, the black community is the only communities I know where they know that that cousin or that uncle. Is be molesting the babies and they protect them instead of protecting the victim they protect the molester because oh that that's just the way uncle eric is shit don't let uncle eric around me because that motherfucker ain't gonna be done breathing when he when i'm finished with him and you know what even just not the molesting part you know you have the bullies in the families that mm -hmm. and that's the same exact response well you know that's just the way she is it's not right Right, it's wrong, right. you know. And, yeah, and the black family, whether we want to be real about it or not, is a lot of the black family are overly religious and try to force it onto others, and and will attack them. And when when you don't agree with how they see life, is you know, I, I I believe in spirituality, but I'm not gonna follow any 
actual of the actual religions that are out in the world because what I've been taught, how, how, how who, who decided what the rules are for me to be able to get into this or to do that? I got to do this and then do that and do, do this to be able to be considered a Christian. I got to, I got to, I got to give my life back to Christ and I got to get baptized and then I got to dedicate my life to the church. And this church ain't had a dough on it ever, but I'm, I'm donating to the church fund every goddamn week. Something ain't adding up. Why is you want the me get, every Sunday? Right. But you want me to get 10% of my check every time I walk up in this piece? There's ATMs in the building. But y'all got nine tax. Y'all, y'all, y'all have y'all have, y'all have tax relief status because you're a nonprofit organization. Well, so yeah, no, and that's the black church. We ain't gonna talk about the white ones. <laughs> UT so there must we go. be University of Texas. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's university. So of it Texas. says one Absolutely. in five African Americans are twenty percent more likely to develop a mental illness during their lifetime than their white counterparts. It says one in twenty-five suicide ranked as the third leading cause of death in black men from ages fifteen to twenty-four. Mm-hmm. What do y'all think is number one? You don't want my answer because I'm about to bust my own bubbles. Is it gun violence or and drugs? Mm-hmm. Us killing each other. Mm-hmm. That's number one. Yep. To think. And if I remember correctly, number four is the food that we eat are, is causing right. heart problems. And number five is could technically be part of number one, but the police. Right. Yeah. Top so five. Just, so so if, you, if you look at that, suicide number three, mm-hmm. black men. Mm-hmm. Between the ages of 15 and 24. One thing I yeah. want to say, and, and I, I thought I could find the video again, but a young man, he was like 14 years old, and he uh said, You know, I wish my parents would stop telling me that nothing's wrong with me when I deal with a lot as a teenager. Yeah, and they do. And so we as parents stop telling your children just because they don't work a nine to five. Because they don't pay bills, that they don't go through stuff. Do you realize social media, bull, online bullying, hmm. is driving these children to suicide? Mm-hmm. So yes, these children deal with a lot. Not only are they dealing with grades and homework, but they're dealing with the stuff that they, you know, that these children post and they're attacking these children and and. Call it bullying. Let me say that bullying is what they're doing. Mm-hmm. So parents, stop telling your child that they're not going through the same thing that you're going through because they don't work a nine to five. Hell, they go to school eight hours out of the day. Mm-hmm. They're 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 being told that they have to take these stupid standardized testing, and if they don't pass, they don't get to go to the next grade. Mm-hmm. They deal with 
trying to keep up with the latest trends. If they don't wear name brand clothes, they're teased, they're bullied. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So parents, stop telling them that if your child comes to you and says, hey, sit down and talk to your children. If you can't get them to communicate, therapy. Or you're going to start seeing your children acting out and then you're going to wind up walking in your house and your child is laying on the sofa with a gunshot wound to their head or hanging in their closet. Mm -hmm. A lady that I worked with when I lived in Atlanta, her son was seven years old, seven, was being bullied. Yeah. Told that he was gay. He was a punk. Mm -hmm. Straight A students came home, gave mom his report card, went upstairs, and didn't come mom back. Mom was down. downstairs cooking dinner. His mom sent his sister upstairs to go get him so he could come down and eat. This mm. baby was hanging in his closet by his belt. The mother had been to the school board, the mother had talked to the teachers, everything. Seven years old. Yep. <sighs> and his little sister, she was like three or four at that time. You walk upstairs and your little brother and your brother is hanging in his closet by his belt. So yeah. It's getting they're getting younger and younger by the day. So parents, let's normalize. Have an open conversation, open dialogue with your children when your children say yeah. that they're going through something. Stop shutting them down. Stop telling them you don't know. Oh, you 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 don't know. Wait till you get grown. No. Let's normalize. Let's normalize open dialogue and open communication with our children because they go through. Yeah, they may not work a nine to five, but they go to school like it's a nine to five. Mm hmm. That's one of the things I, I just, you know, I had to open up to that. Dealing with it with my daughter, Dex will tell you. I was doing an episode, sis, and my sister, my, not my sister, my daughter on live told me she was back cutting again. So parents, stop shutting your children down. Yeah. Because the next thing you know, you're going to be burying your child all because you failed to listen. Because you were so wrapped up in, in, in your life. Because you think because the child is 14 or 15 or 16 years old, they're not going through the shit that we're going through. False. We work a nine to five. They go to school like it's a nine to five. We have the pressures of everyday life. They have the pressures of everyday life. Come on now. We got to do better. In the black community, we have to do better. We have to come together. 
So Dex, going back to the beginning of the conversation when you talked about your triggers. Mm -hmm. So I found this list and it says the stressors for black men, money and finances is number one. Race and racism is number two. Jobs and careers is number three. Relationships and family is number four. And health and illness is number five. Those are the top five stressors for black men. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. And if you read what it says at the top, it says untreated mental health disorders and unmanaged stress are silent killers of black men. Adult blacks are 20% more likely to experience serious mental health problems compared to the general population. That's yeah, a that's lot. About right too. And only 6.7% of black men use mental health services in the last year. Let's talk about that for a moment. Hmm. I, I want to talk about I want to talk about that because that goal that takes us back to there's no resources. And as you know, they've cut funding to mental health. Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about that for just, just, just a, a minute or two. Okay. What's up? Only 6.6%. I'm surprised it's that high. Right. Of black men utilized mental health services. I, I'm surprised it's that high. I, I honestly am. Very low. Come on, sis. What you was about to say? I said that's very low, but that goes to what Dex was saying about like how you know black men are taught or encouraged to express themselves. So if they can't even talk to their sister, their mom, or their dad, they're not going to want to go and talk to a total stranger because they don't have the comfort level of verbally 
expressing their feelings or their thoughts like that or whatever. And why do you think that is? Do you think that this comes from whom? I think it comes from a lot of things, home, culture, your friends, you know, because it's not what an open topic of discussion, you know, it's like fear of the unknown, you know, again, that word crazy, you know, it, it's used, it's overused. Because it's a condition that's treatable. So, you know. You you hit the nail on the head with that. Right. Because the reason people don't talk or communicate is because they don't want to be judged. Yeah. And one of the one of the main things that we do is we gossip. We're too busy talking about somebody instead of trying to help somebody. Yeah, girl. Because <laughs> oh, it's yeah. easy for me and you to have a conversation. I could talk to you and say, hey, Shell, let me tell you, girl. But I could just go like, girl, yeah, you know, I just got the phone with Shell. And girl, you know, Shell, girl, you know, she going through it over there, girl. You know, she don't pay that light bill by Friday, girl. You know, they go okay. cut the lights off and, and this and this. And that's what men do. Some I've heard men do. Yeah, you heard, man. Yeah, you heard Dex over there. Yeah, you know, Dex is he this, he that, you know, instead of helping him. That's what I was just about to say. Instead of helping, and I've just run across so many people, like I was saying about the dysfunctional family and just the community. I mean, if why not help someone if you can? And I'm not talking about even finances. I mean, it could just go back to resources or putting you on to something, but that's like, uh, it's like a, your social media friend will be more inclined to help you than someone that's known you your entire life or for 20 uh -oh. plus years. Mm -hmm. you know, so she just said a goddamn word. Duh. As a business owner. Ooh, mercy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, go ahead, sis. Finish. Yeah, and and that just kind of ties into what I was saying about the you know even the dysfunction, no family stuff or whatever. You know, we'll talk all day, but what did you do to help your cousin out? What did you do to help your sister out? Um, how can I help you? Okay, you're going through this, and it's not even all about finances. Sure, I'll pick the kids up or while you work the second job, but you're not in the club. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. She just. Yeah. Yeah. So that's one of the reasons why the black community does not have the resources that we need is finances. One of the reasons why wow. we as black people don't go to the doctor, we don't go to, to try to uh, use the mental health resources that are available is because we can't afford to go. Yeah. Tell them go through YouTube. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I, I try, but, you know, most, most stuff. Most yeah oh yeah I'll, I'll tell them, but most of the uh, most of the 
black people that I know, they the only reason why they were able to get the the mental health support that they needed was either because for me, veteran, I'm a veteran, so the VA had had to carry carry the weight because they they didn't want another one on their hands because Oh, my mama a veteran too, and she ain't wound too tight. You you did something to her baby. Oh, she oh she gonna bring hellfire and 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 brimstone. So it was just like, oh, don't worry, we I got a lawyer on standby. They don't they better take care of you, baby. All right, thank you, mom. I got you. Right. Okay, mama. <laughs> but but truthfully, uh, most people don't realize is that it's included in the uh, their insurance plan on that they get with the job. That's what I was just about to say. I think it's called it's it's called DEP or something like that. But EAP uh, uh, Employee D- Assistance Program EAP. EAP. Oh yeah, because we got it in my job. And you can get up to depending on where your job, you can get up to six sessions for yeah. free. They only give you five sessions. And after five. that, guess what? They'll approve it. If, yeah, if the it, de- it depend it depending on what your your the, the right. depending on what your therapist tells the reason of your to your your job the reason of why you're there they they will give you the first up to six free depending on what insurance plan you have and then they will continue to cover it after because your job won't tell you this but they want you to have good mental health because they want your ass to come to the come to the okay. job to work so you gotta be ready <laughs> so yeah and it is it's depending on the job yeah. That's why uh, I see uh, because with my job, you ain't gotta tell me be honest because being honest is all I know, bro. Hey, yeah. now, now, you 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 you've been dealing with an angry black man all all damn show. Now, come on, behave, because <laughs> it not it's not only that, but be, because we don't spend and we, because we don't spend as much in in on things like health care or mental health. And, and, and because we don't spend as much is another reason why we get ignored on why when we um, when it comes to getting resources. Oh, they ain't they, they they're not they're not spending on that. They not, not not doing that. Yeah, you might have twenty years in the medical field, but I got thirty seven years of being a black man and being a leader of Marines and being a leader of of of, of young dynamic queens and having to deal with my children being the, in the LGBTQA community. So I, I got mine, and because I ran the streets at, at a very young age, I've kicked in doors, I've I've ended lives, I've had to bury, I've had to bury friends, I've had to do my own share of therapy since the age of seven when my brother's my brother's father tried to kill my mother by slitting her throat. So, oh, surprise, man! When I told you, but tears of a clown behind these eyes, right. I've seen some shit since a very young age. I had to grow up real quick. But because our community does not spend the almighty dollar, is the, it has the loudest voice. You ever heard this this, this phrase? Bullshit, what, bullshit runs a marathon? Right. Money talks, Money but talks. bullshit runs a marathon. And Ooh, that yeah. motherfucker won. Money talks. So if we're not spending on certain things, they're not going to provide it for us. They're not going to give us more opportunities for it. It's just like like I told y'all about Camelton Road, where I used to live in Atlanta. Because we not spending in our community the way they want us to, they're not going to build our community up. They're not repaving the roads. They're not putting more businesses out there so we can grow. That doesn't happen until the, the area gets gentrified and other races move in and then they raise the property taxes. That's when the other shit comes. 
I was in the game too. I, I was what they call a mule, my guy. You know, I was the driver. But I, I got paid for every transaction. And then one day I had to wake up and realize that I'm helping kill my own brothers and my own sisters. So. Yeah. So when other on. when other races move in to communities like Campbellton Road or uh, Swats or or wherever, that's when those areas get what they need because there's white folks here now. We got to make it appealing to the white folks. And in uh, regards to the EAP, he says, depending on the job, be honest. He says, I'm 20 years in medical. Tell the whole detail. He say, we don't. Very true. He say, true. Hold up. I was in the game, heavy paid for my own therapy at 16 years old. We trolling each other. That's all that was. That's all it was. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When other yep. races move in. Absolutely. And it says, that's why I stopped. Also, I realized I was killing my own. Mm-hmm. I used to make a drive from Columbus, Georgia to the border of Texas every couple days to pick up, put it in my trunk, covered a certain way so that the smell would not seep and if I got pulled over it would be hard to find every couple of days I have driven I-20 so many times that I know that motherfucker in my sleep and one of my homies we served him and a couple hours later he was telling me he had black boogers and that his heart wouldn't stop racing. And that was when I said that that was my last drop. I'm not doing it no more. Because I almost killed one of my best friends. Wow. Wow. So let me ask y'all this. I reworded the question. Are we failing our black boys and men on mental health? We're failing everyone on, on our mental health. Not just our black boys and our black men, but our but our black black women and our black ladies. We're failing the we're failing our our, our white compatriots, our Asian compatriots, our our, our our Hispanic compatriots, everyone else around us, we're failing them because we're failing ourselves. We can't help others if we can't help ourselves or we're refusing to help ourselves. We, all three of us on this screen, have businesses either of our own or something that we represent. Right. We provide a, a service. How can we provide a service if we can't take care of ourselves? Yeah. Yes, we are failing badly. We are the example. And if we are going to be the example, we have to set a better example than the examples that were set for us. Because I do not want my 17 and 16 year old daughters to think that they just supposed to suck it up. Because that's what dad did. 
because I've already told them, if you don't tell me what's going on, you suck it up. And then I find out you got an abusive mate. Your mate going to disappear. And then me and you going to have to have issues. We going to have some serious issues. So, yeah, we, we failing. We failing very badly. So, sis, do you think we're failing? I can agree in a sense, but I still think in an optimistic way because, you know, as we mentioned earlier, we're, we're seeing it more. So we're talking about it more. I'm very believing that it can change. Of course, we know that it should change, but I, I know that mental health has always been like the bottom of the barrel. You know, you can be mentally ill and just not feeling well. And you're thinking maybe it's medical when it's literally mental. So we know that that's definitely um, slept on get your mental care or whatever but I'm, I'm just very optimistic about it i really believe that it can change and it will and that it is um as long as we keep doing our part i will say mm -hmm. this are we failing are black men black boys black girls and black women on mental health yeah I'm not saying that we, you know, that we don't encounter all issues. Yeah. But sometimes people just need an ear. And true, true. Yes. Oh. They just need an outlet. I just want to call you today and say, you know what, Lachelle? Mm -hmm. You know what, Dex? I just need the vent. I just need the, yeah. I, I've been hearing this all day. And I feel like I'm about to explode. Yes. And that's all we need at times. Yeah, that's so true. That's so true. Right. Um, and if I'm calling you to vent, please don't turn the conversation about you because yes. we're all guilty of doing that. Yeah. <laughs> we're all guilty of doing that. You know, a friend will call and the conversation starts about them. And then before you know it, we yes. snatched the conversation and we made the conversation about it. And I'm learning. You know, yeah, and that's why I say, you know what, it's not about me, this is about you. Let's get back to talking about you, yeah, you know. Right. And it's it's a habit that I'm learning, you know, that I have to break. But at the end of the day, if you yourself have the resources, pass that information down back to somebody else, please. And thank you, please. <laughs> yeah, it, it's almost like we're like, oh. I don't want to give her the information. Why? You could potentially be saving somebody's life. Right. Give them the information. Let me tell you, and every show I do this, because Dex, I want you to answer too. Um, mm -hmm. Every show I post this. The suicide prevention line. Let me move this banner out of the way. If you were in a crisis, Call that phone number. I want people to get the help that you need. If you can't talk to me, talk to somebody that can possibly help you. Here's another one that I post. 
This is a statewide, this is a crisis line. That's the phone number. Call on behalf of somebody and say, hey, you know what? I got a friend over here that's, she or he or she can't talk to me. I post yeah. this information all the time. Here's another one, y'all. If you feel like you can't talk to somebody, you could text. There's the information. Take the person seriously. That's one of the things we don't do. Stay with that person. Help them remove any lethal means. So if that means pills, guns, knives, help that person. Even alcohol. Get get that right. out of there too. Oh, man, because... Let me tell you, that, that that was the way I coped was alcohol. Same. Same. Cigarettes. Can I, can, I, can I address something real quick? Yeah, go ahead. The last thing Trace said is absolutely true. That's another reason why men don't um don't do the mental health. Well, before his last thing is because it's been uh, it's there's been a serious cycle of I vent to you. And then you either turn it against me later, you throw it back in my face, or you get on the phone and start talking to your girls, talking about, girl, let me tell you about what this bitch nigga just did over here crying like a little motherfucker. Don't do that. Right. If, if I'm coming to you to vent, I'm venting to you in confidence. Yeah. If something's bothering me, don't be trying to air me out. Right. And if you're helping someone, for those that are helping, if you're helping someone, don't do it for the accolades. Do it because you generally you men, genuinely want to help. You're not doing this for no achievement. You're not doing this for a medal. You're not doing this to get a pat on the back. You're doing this because you're supposed to be helping your fellow your man, have fellow man or fellow woman. Or to go back and brag and tell, oh, I, girl, I had to help her. I had to help him. Mm-hmm. Really. So Trey says, I have a different theory. He say black boys suffer more than others. He say they have women only programs and clinics that are only for specific flag cultures. Black boys don't have programs specific for them. Um, actually they do. Yeah. They do now, maybe not back then, but they actually do. It's just up to the black man. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Or the black boy to research and find and utilize those resources that are available. 
Um, what I'll do is I did not upload them, but there is uh, Dr. Jeff has a program that's called. Um, let me tell you. Um, I'm going to tell you. Wait a minute. Uh, in my state. Okay, I'll post all of them in regards to the different states. I'll post that. But there are programs. I know that, like I say, I was, um, I reached out to Dr. Jeff, um, who does things, and he's, it's called Thrive for Men, T-H-R-I-V-E, the number mm -hmm. four, men, M-E-N, um. But I will get back with you with the list in regards to the programs according to the states. Because I know they have some. Uh, and you know I'm in Texas. Um, but like I said, I'll get that information to you. But they do have various ones. Um, and I should have posted them. I should have pulled them all up um, in regards to that. But So let's say this, Mr. Trey. So the resources, I post the resources. Will that black man or black boy utilize them? Because you could give a person all the resources, but it's up to them if they're going to utilize them. Yeah. Yeah. What's that That's old true. saying? You can, can lead a horse to water, water, but I can't make, make drink. your mother drink. Right. Yeah. 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 You know, there are, like I say, there are resources, there are programs out there. The question is, are they going to utilize them? That's the million dollar question. Yeah. Is if, if I present all the resources to you, are you going to utilize them? We just have to do our research. We just have to better educate ourselves on what resources are available for us. Yeah. And like I say, if you know, Dex, if you have information, Share the information. Shell, if you got information, share the information. Ask me. You know, if I got information, I'm absolutely going to share it. In regard mental health. Because I'm a diehard advocate. I feel you. So he says, respectfully, I suggest to you as a national traveler and a big volunteer... I will insert many of these places are not black boy specific. You will be surprised many pro um, many programs put you down as a male. Right? And some men don't even put their race either. Yeah, he is he, he is absolutely right. And unfortunately, what I've learned is that most of the aid programs are tailored towards women. They're tailored to women and like if you're male and you're asking for help they kind of just like laugh you out the door right well that's like the episode when i did like that's like the episode i did on sexual abuse mm -hmm. and i talked to the men mm -hmm. because men are the forgotten victims mm -hmm. they it, when we report it we're laughed out the door or we're we're talking we're, we're talked to like we're technically the the the, the per perpetrator and not the victim is oh we you know you liked it wait what the f i have a guy friend what? dex 
I won't say his name, but I have a really close, close guy friend that was molested from the age of, how old was he? I want to say 10 to the age of 15, 16. Hmm. By a cousin. Jeez. A cousin. So when I did my episode on sexual abuse, and like I say, I was talking to the men. Not the women, but the men. So when he went to go tell the aunt, the aunt was like, oh, well, you can't come back over here anymore. Like it was his fault. <laughs> and then come to find out that this same cousin had molested two other cousins. Mm -hmm. Told you about them cousins that get keep it getting protected. My friend attempted suicide five times. You know, I'm like, I had to do a story in regards to that. I had to. Jeez. And I asked him, would he come on the show? He said, no, he didn't feel comfortable. He just has finally, within the last three or four years, has finally gotten into a comfortable space to talk about it, to relive those six or seven years that he was touched. And he battled with his sexuality. He didn't know if he was gay or straight. He said, I didn't like doing it, but I did it because my cousin told me I had to do it. He suffers from PTSD. Yeah. He's been on medication for the last 10 years. Sounds about right. Cup and delivery. Yeah. So mental health is 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 all the way. Real man. So Trey says, okay, he says, for example, 100 black men have been called out for giving over 60% donations to girls and write more checks for girls, but you donate assuming it's going to black boys and these black men gave it to girls. Wow. Wow. Yeah, that, that, that does happen. So sad. Yep. And again, that's another way to keep the black man down. So Ms. Robin says mm -hmm. the black community needs to end the stigma. Many men, arguably most, struggle with the idea of being openly vulnerable and sharing their emotions. We have to normalize being emotional. That's what my show is all about. Right. So Mr. Trey says, but many of our people are employed at those systems. So help make sense of that. Bingo. Bingo. <laughs> we contribute to that but nobody wants to have that conversation <laughs> nobody's ready for that conversation so let's go on to the last question of the day before we roll into the evening before we roll into our final thoughts breaking the stigma of mental health in a black man 
How do we do that? What can we do? So Ms. Robin says we can't change the system, but we could try. Yeah, we can. So um, how do we do that? You go just like with anything else that's popular, you know, we know social media. When we want to do certain things or get, just, just say like incentives, just, just like how they're trying to get everybody to get COVID. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> I mean, it's so many different um, creative ways, you know, um, within the community. If it's nothing but um, with outside opening back up, um, you know, things for the youth. Um, and I, I used to see those kind of things a lot growing up, but you don't see them as much anymore. Like, just trying to think of something. But the, the biggest thing that's standing out right now is how everybody's doing all these different incentives to get people to take the COVID vaccination or whatever. But I would say <laughs> by any means necessary, you know, just networking social media church friends family just put it out there so what would you do sis what would you Girl. contribute to helping to break the stigma of mental health and not just for the black man but for black women black Everyone. girls and black boys what would you do i would definitely um utilize the platform that i have with mm -hmm. clients within my community um and i'm one of those in the family you know as soon as i hear something i'll, I'll shoot out a family text or you know email friends or people you know within my circle because that goes a long way you'll be surprised some people may not even acknowledge your text or your email but they will send it or forward it or whatever um i don't know if i say church you know work you can advocate in a, in a lot of ways. And like I said, the very person that you wouldn't even think saw or read it or looked at, and I used to do it at work too before the pandemic, like just put a sign up in the break room. People see that. People right. will write the number down and take a screenshot or something like that. You'll really be surprised. So right. I, those are the things that I would do. And I do do like, public speaking and stuff like that. So when I said like using my platform, absolutely. If you shoot me something or you want me to mention this or this or that, sure, because it's effective. If one person out of 100 in that crowd heard it, it's effective. Right. Dex, what would you do? Because I know, like I said, I know you have, you have your podcast called Breaking the Stigma. Outside of just doing your podcast, what else, what else would you contribute to breaking the stigma of mental health? And again, not just for the black man, but for the black community as a whole. Yeah, that's that's a hard question, and that's a hard thing to to really uh, broach because we we don't have a true proof of concept yet. 
we 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 talk about it but we don't have an actual like like if this was a business we have to show a proof of concept and 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 prove and, and you know provide to you know prove to the people we're asking for loans for on how we're going to be profitable we don't really have a way of laying out a roadmap on how to make this sustainable because history seems to repeat itself and as soon as especially with the black community as soon as something seems to not be working in, in fast enough for them they give up on it right something that's slow burning like like this of breaking the stigmas and and mental health that's a slow burn that's not an immediate gratification that's not instant gratification so I'm afraid that our, our community would just give up on the programs before they even get up off the ground. But for me, it's, you gotta have somebody with a, 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 a strong enough voice, a loud enough voice, and it's stubborn enough to where even when people seem like they're giving up, but they too stubborn to just give up with them because right. I I, I I I know what community I grew up in. I know how we operate. After we get tired, it's just oh, you know, fuck it, let's go do something else. And I also think like seeing someone that you can relate to, because I'm just being honest. Um, I you know our kids, yeah, right? You, you know you 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 want to deliver it in a way that it it sticks with relatable mm-hmm. because. Um, the, right. uh, if, the, if the message if the message you bring it to me is brought to is uh, brought to me by some little old man that that that's talking a totally different language than what I understand. Yeah. To whereas if if what you're saying what, what what's being brought right. to me is from a person that looks like me that right. that talks like me talks like similar me. to me it has some similar body mannerisms and things of that right. nature. I'm more t- I'm more prone to pay attention. Well, she said, you know, so yeah. Yeah. So Mr. Tree says, I can't focus as a whole. I'm sorry. Other groups get lots of funding. I agree with that statement. He said, Wall Street just promised only um, BW funding. Black sons get no funding. So my solution is for black sons. Right. And you know, Mr. Mr. Tree, um, I was in. I stepped into a room on Clubhouse a, a few months ago, and um, I was told uh, I, I forgot what show I had just done that night. But anyway, a long story short, I said, you know, I'm not saying things don't happen in other communities, but my focus right now is my community, right? And that's helping black girls, black boys, black men, and black women. You know, especially like I say, as a person that suffers from depression and anxiety, and I have a daughter that suffers from the same thing, who is uh, partly bipolar. Uh, I would love that, you know, to collectively get get with somebody, and we proactively donate funding to black for mental health for blacks. And that we know for a fact that it will go to the mental health funding for African-American men and women. Uh, One other thing that we've got to do is we've got to destroy the the fear 
around uh, black success because of historic events like Black Wall Street, Greenwood, uh, Greenwood and Tulsa, Oklahoma, things of that nature. Mm. A lot of people are afraid to actually see the black people, black community succeed because they don't want to see history repeat themselves. And we got to right. get that fear out of there because a lot of people was like, okay, yeah, that'll help. But that's also going to bring some more hellfire on us. And I don't think I want to do all that just yet. Mm-hmm. And that's another way to keep the black man down. Because mm-hmm. because the events of Black Wall Street's been holding us down since it happened. Right. Right. You're right. You know, I think it's, you know. <clears throat> that was water, but it should have been tequila. God damn. I know. <laughs> the water is better for you. I know. I've been sober for a year and four days. Thank you, Dre. Hey. That's all right. <clears throat> Wait, Man, does we count? Because because if we count, I ain't been sober for shit. I was high last night. <laughs> Get him! <laughs> what the VA? They have edibles, so I take them. Shit. Yeah, they do. But I mean, you know, that's for anxiety and stuff. You know, it, it calms yep. you. You know, they the, even depending get, um, the, depending on the strain, depending on the blend, it it helps with pain and it helps me relax to where I can actually sleep. Because if I if I go into the other side of the spectrum, they'll have my ass paranoid and bouncing off the walls and shit. It, it's 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 fun. It's fun though. Right, right, right. Totally. I, you know, I get it. When I went to L.A., you know, because my therapist was like, you know, we'll try CBD because I told her I didn't want to be on medication. So she was like, my we'll therapist told me CBD, and then I tried CBD, and I told my therapist I don't even feel CBD. Right. He, he was like, it well, did, that means <laughs> he's like, that means we're going to have to get you a medical card. Uh, excuse me. Uh, what now? Right. I'm listening. <laughs> okay. I'm listening. I'm all ears, sir. But yeah, but when I went to LA and oh, I brought my, ear, my ears perked up, I was like, ooh, Scooby Snacks. Hello. <laughs> it was like, oh. <laughs> but when I brought those edibles back, um, that was the first time that I had had a full eight hours of sleep. Yeah. And woke yeah. up not. You felt refreshed. You, you like, like mm, it's a beautiful right. day. Ugh. It's like, oh, oh, I look, my back don't no, no hurt. My knees feel all right. Look, I'm not getting out the bed. Look, I don't have to lay in the bed for 30 minutes before I sit up because my legs hurt. Got up, not cussing. Like, hey, what is this? I ain't cussing nobody right, out this morning. Right, <laughs> right. So, I get it. I get it. But it absolutely did help, you know. Um, I'll be so I, happy when they pass. When yeah, they legalize let, everywhere. let me put out a PSA. I am not condoning or, or advocating just, just rampant weed use, but if it helps you, it helps you. As for me, step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday. 
I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather. Now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over a hundred casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Eighteen plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It helped me. The VA said I I need it. The state of where I live in said that you can buy a recreational. So uh, and they'll just cut the strength, and you can buy as much as you want. And my therapist said it's better to self-medicate with THC than to do it with alcoholic beverages and or other hard drugs. So I'll right. I'll take the weed and the sleep, please. Thank you. Go on, give me the sleep for 500, Alex. I absolutely. <laughs> oh, my God. When I tell you that was the best sleep ever. You know, I was just like, man, it felt good to finally lay down and, and be able to rest. You know, like I say, when I lost my dad, that really mm-hmm. sent me back down. I mean, it sent me into a spiral. Yep. Um, And I still deal with it sober. That That's going to be something that's going to be hard because there's a lot of things you wish you could say, a lot of things you wish you could do. And then reality sinks in. It's, I can't do that. Yeah, today I had a day. I had a moment like that today. I was going through my uh, picture book, and I had pulled up a picture of me and my dad, and I was just like, "I still can't believe you're gone." I already know. I mean that that's where that's where this piece came from from my grandmother, and it's just like there's days I just it's been 21 years, and I'm just still like, damn, right? I still I still hear her voice. I still feel her presence, and it's just. So, I mean, you know, I am the face of mental illness, y'all. Let's roll into the final thoughts. I think we all are. I am the face of mental illness. I look back at my first episode and I, I look now. And I've come a long way. Oh, yeah. I've absolutely come a long way in regards of being able to deal with my depression. Yeah. That'd be it. I do still Uh, fight every day to be open because I, I felt like a burden. I feel like if I call somebody and tell somebody what I got going on, I feel like a burden. Mm-hmm. So I hold it in. I, I just I hold it in. Yeah, you know. Shout out to my BFF Dre, who tells me all the time, Ashley, you could call me anytime. I'm not, you're not a burden to me. Be patient with me. Yeah, I'm slowly learning how to open up. 
It's a process. So my final thoughts for tonight. Again, I can't stress enough mental illness. The conversation does not end on May 31st. We have to keep the conversation going. Pass on the information. Be the be the ear that a person needs because you never know when you can save a person's life. A simple text, a simple phone call, a simple message could change a person's whole day. It only takes you 30 seconds to send a text. Hey, just checking on you today. Yeah. And if and if you say you're gonna be there for somebody, genuinely be there for that person. Don't get on social media bragging. Don't record you helping somebody because then I'm going to call bullshit. Mm -hmm. If you have the platform to speak, utilize it for such. Not unnecessary BS. Black girl interrupted will always be a place where you could come. Unpack your suitcases with no judgment. Black Girl Interrupted will always be a place where I will help you drag that big old ugly suitcase that you've had pushed to the back of the closet for umpteen years and I will help you sort through your dirty clothes and your clean clothes. (laughs) Not umpteen. I will help you. If you need me to laugh with you, let's laugh. We could cry together. We could cuss together. We Whatever. Get angry together. Whatever I can do to help you make it through your day. Yeah. That's what Black Girl Interrupted represents. And that's what Black Girl Interrupted will continue to represent. I do this with no judgment. I do this with no bullying. I do this with no bullshit. I love each and every person. No, I'm not perfect. Do I have my flaws? Absolutely. But we can work through these flaws together. That's fine. My inbox is always open. You know my phone number, call me. Send me a text. Hey, Ash, I need to talk. If I'm busy, I'll let you know, hey, I'm working right now. Are you going to be available to talk about 6 or 7 o'clock? Oh, you are? Okay. Let me call you then. Hell, if we have to video chat. Let's video chat. Yeah. But just know I'm always here for any and everybody. Yeah. I want to thank. I can't never get these fingers together. <laughs> there we go. Oh, well, my, now my hand in the way. But I thank <laughs> these two beautiful people for joining me on the panel tonight in regards to black men and mental illness. We have to do our part to break the stigma. Love on somebody a little extra today. Mm-hmm. That hug, that handshake, that text, a post could absolutely change someone's day. Let's start, let's normalize being unselfish. <laughs> let's normalize being able to pour into someone else's cup. And still maintain yours. Yes, indeed. That 
what's your final thoughts and then we're gonna let Lachelle give us her final thoughts give us your final thoughts Dex don't be afraid to do something because you think someone else is going to ridicule you for it spot on I love it that. is it is better to me in my in my personal opinion based on the 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 occupation that I had I would rather you ask me for forgiveness than ask me for permission Ooh. and you don't need permission to take care of your mental health because if your mental is broken your physical is broken yeah the one thing we 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 glossed over it, but I'm gonna tell you the truth: stress can kill yeah. you. Yeah. You stress your body, you stress your mind out enough, your bodily functions will cease. How do you think heart attacks? What do you think heart attacks are uh, come from? Strokes, things of those nature. You you just think you're born with heart attacks? You have to stress the body enough for the heart to give up. And what controls the body? Yeah. The mind. And your mind is controlled by your emotions. Don't stress yourself to the point to where you need a tune-up. Because you ain't a car. Your tune-up, you, you'll never be the same. You can go to you can go to your you, the, you can go to your 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 humanly mechanic. You can go to your doctor. You can go to your therapist and try to get help, but you'll never be the same. I can rebuild a car and it'd be just like brand new. I can't rebuild my body. I can't rebuild my heart. I damn sure can't rebuild my brain. Everybody says they want a God in life. I'm, we're giving you the cheat codes right now on how to get ahead. Are you willing to actually put the code in? Though? How's that? Girl, you oh, that crying again. You need me to push the button. You want me to push the button? I'm going to look at her. Here, hold on. I got you. I told y'all I had buttons. I just turned them off for the show because I, you know, I was gonna be serious. But if she gonna be over there crying, you know, I I bring the buttons, you know, push the button, I bring huh? the buttons out, you know. <laughs> is, is you is you finished or is you done? You gonna put some respect back on your name? Come on now. <laughs> We gotta close up now. We got a few things to do. I'm hungry now. Now, shit, you over here, you over here crying. I'm definitely, I'm definitely gonna go get something to eat. What's what's for dinner? Shit, now, shit, now, <laughs> shit. Oh, that's right. I got Magic City Wings in my refrigerator. My refrigerator. I ain't mind. Wait, what about that? What? That? What? Y'all ain't never had wings from Magic City. Them things is great. They small, but they great. <laughs> I, I ain't shit. I never claimed to be shit. I'm just here to help y'all. <laughs> okay, sis. Okay. As um, as you said earlier, sis. Um, 
I can say that I'm the face of mental illness, um, especially advocacy, because um, we've had it um, in my family. And I can think of one family member in particular. It led to his demise, to his to his death. So it's very, very near and dear to me because I've seen it head on and I've had times where, because I was familiar with it, I I wanted better for myself and for my family. And we totally took advantage of resources and what was offered, you know, when we were going through, um, hard times and losing loved ones. So um, total, total advocate of it. Don't sleep on the health, the treatment, the resources, talking to a friend, you know, dialing a number, you know, you, you have one life, you know, and you know, you want to, you deserve to be happy. You, you want to, you know, ride, you know, ride to the wheels, fall off. You know, you deserve to be happy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I started crying next because of what you said. What I do now? God, God, God damn. To be afraid <laughs> oh. to talk about fuck what people say. That you know, I took a chance. Hey, well, you know, with black hey, look at you. Well. Now, look at you. Look at you now. How many episodes it did now? Shit. 847. <laughs> I'm tired. I'm tired, Negro. I'm tired. How many? <laughs> I think this is episode 50, I think. Um, but you know, I I, I love so, having these conversations. I so so you do. so you don't reach the half century? Look at you don't made look at look at you don't made a half century, but you over here crying and stuff. Girl, you're supposed to be celebrating. Celebrate good time. Come on. I think this is episode number 50. I think. Might yeah, I think this is episode. Uh, yeah, yeah, they can't. They, oh. they run up. They run up on you. You, know, you be forgetting how many. Look, how do you think I feel breaking the stigma? Yeah, it's yeah. just like, damn. I'm, how many? What I don't, number? I don't even number them no more. <laughs> I just give them titles. Just you know. I'm tired. I don't even know what the hell. How many we don't did? Too many. Okay. <laughs> right. And I'm looking forward to August when I take a break from. Uh, Black girl interrupted because I have some things that I'm working on for the break. no, I'm not no, what's, what's not not like thing you well, only about? for the month of August. Only for the month of August. <laughs> oh, 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 so so you taking a break? You know, so that's what we, that's what we're doing now. We taking yeah. breaks. Uh, oh, so so the people yeah. that need just you, you take a break. But I'm coming back in September though. So I, I'm finishing uh, out June. Uh, I have all the episodes ready for uh-huh. July, August. I'm taking a break because I have some things that are brewing for the end of the year that I need to put my energy into. Uh, but and then, you see, know, my kids, will be I, I, I know you, August, so. but see, see, you forget. I know you and you just like me, 
talk about you gonna take a break and then August go get here. You gonna be over and talk about all right. So what we talking about? You gonna be on the air and talking about? I know right. I said we taking a break, but uh, oh, we'll do another episode. But of Black I am, but what I am gonna do. But I am gonna do the episode because the uh the trial of the police officer in regards of uh George Floyd, the trial does start in August, so I will do an episode um in regards to that. Um, but for the most part, like you know, like now I am because like I said, I'm I want to get with you and um my brother who has a podcast as well. We're trying to collectively get together um to do some things for men and women for the end of the year now that everything is opening back up. Um, Michelle, I would definitely like to include you in on that and we'll discuss it once the show in um, of what we're trying to do. Okay. Again, um, I do want to say thanks to my brother Dex from Breaking the Stigma. Shout out to my sister Michelle, who is my sister who will be with me June the 19th. So let me say this. All of New Orleans and all the surrounding areas, y'all come support us for the 2021 Juneteenth Black Expo. Over 25 vendors, us two included, will be vendors uh, June the 19th, 2021 at Thrive in the Ninth War, baby, off of Desire Parkway. Uh, Come show some support. We'll have lots of entertainment. Uh, Lachelle will be helping uh, people of color get their resumes together. Yes. From Holly at your girl. Black Girl Interrupted will be live at this event. So I'm so okay. excited. I cannot wait. I cannot wait. I will be talking to all the vendors. Uh, we have the Big Six Brass Band is going to be out there. We have our fingers crossed. We're hoping Tita Cantrell will be there. It's going to be an amazing event. I definitely yeah. do not want you guys to miss this again, June the 19th. And do not forget this Saturday at 12 p.m. Central Time, Black Girl Interrupted is hosted First Women Empowerment Conference. All right. Go over to the event, right? Get your tickets. The tickets are at the event. It's absolutely free. Free, 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 free. So come get empowered, encouraged, and uplifted with myself and three of me. And women on the panel. And again, you can catch Break Stigma on Mondays, 7 p.m. Central Time. Tap in with my girl, Resume Chick LLC. Follow her on Facebook and Instagram under the same name. And of course, y'all know that girl interrupted. Tune in with me every Tuesday night, every Thursday night, 8 p.m. Central Time, 9 p.m. Eastern Time. I am on YouTube, I am on Facebook. I'm available on all the streaming platforms. There's too many to name, but go to Spotify, put in Black Girl Interrupted, go to iHeart, Deezer, Black Girl Interrupted, and I promise it's going to pop up. Don't forget, this coming Thursday, I am talking about, what is Thursday's topic? Thursday's topic, oh my God, is so many. Oh, let me go. Oh my God. Y'all forgive me. It's all good. (laughs) But this coming, but Thursday night, I am talking about, oh, my apologies. Black son relationships. Will you be my daddy? So tune in with your girl Thursday night, 8 p.m. Central Time, 9 p.m. 
again talking about black father son relationships so love you guys thank you guys so much for tuning in thank you for all the love and support don't forget y'all go holler at my boy dex on monday nights breaking the stigma he is on twitch he is on youtube he is on facebook tapping with my girl resume chick llc instagram facebook if you need help with getting that resume together play dream job i'll let my girl love y'all see y'all thursday night love you